Blog Talk Radio. Here we go again.
We can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place. And happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keeps turning. Our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. you think you do that's when you fall we got to do more to survive we must evolve things change just when you think you've seen it all we trip we stumble but we get back and stride each day all the way one step at a time don't want to let my ego and pride make me blind the elders say when you stop growing that's when you die the one who gets the knowledge is the one who asks why through the course of life you're gonna taste some humble pie but i love it it makes me appreciate the things that i take for granted gaining insight and understanding each one teach one we got to pass it on keep doing the knowledge building and adding on with faith in the assumption that nobody knows everything but everybody knows keep something. on learning it's soaking up game Something here to you. 
and then we're going to roll with that. It's uh, called The Black Church, The Root of the Problems in the Black Community by Stephen Coles. Steve Coles calls this self-help book, this a self-help book. It's meant to be used by black people to improve their mental, physical, and spiritual existence on the earth. He feels that there is no way that black people can fool themselves as a miserable existence that many of us live in every day without God. But wait, but wait, the conduit of God is broken and needs to be fixed. In his book, he deals critically but intelligently with sincere love in his heart to those affected by black church ministries. Well, you know, part of that I can agree with. There are some things that are broken, but they aren't things that can't be fixed. We're here tonight to give some glimpse, some perspectives from our panel, and we're also here to, you know what I'm saying, try to figure out, you know, what's going on and what goes down. You know, there's a lot of problems, a lot of ugly things that go on, but we should not let the actions of a few, you know what I'm saying, uh, dictate, you know, what our purpose is and most importantly what God's purpose is. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let our folks on in here. Um, Thank you, Kate. 702, you're on deck. Who do we have in the building tonight? Teresa. Well, Terry, welcome to the show. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm glad you called because I know that this is a uh, a uh, a deal that that this is uh, a circumstance and a situation and a subject that you are very very comfortable with and passionate about. I thought I'd invite you on in as well to make sure everything stays even and across the board. But I know that you're a God-fearing woman and, and love the church, and, and so do I. I just want to just want to put that out there so that people know that we're not here to bash. We're just here to identify with a few things. Okay, we got another caller in, in on deck and in the building. We got my main man, Chill T, Trouble T, Roy. What's going on, uh, my man? What's going on with you? Oh man, I'm just relaxing and enjoying the evening this evening. Thought I'd come on board and join the conversation. Get my little two cents in and see what's up. Oh man, that's a beautiful thing, man. Glad glad to hear you've been you've been some good relationship shows the last couple of nights, man. We've been been having a real good time with it and everything and uh you know say glad to have you on, on, on deck tonight, you know, for this uh this uh, church talk that we got going on, you know what I'm saying? We got problems going on in the community with some of our, our churches and stuff, but it's, it's not a church bashing uh-huh. session. It's it's more of a, uh-huh. a, a session that we're having to, uh, you know, identify with some of the problems and, and hopefully, you know, gain some solutions to our perspective because we always have these good and, and intelligent meetings and stuff. So that's why I'm having this one. And I like to try to cover all subjects. I made sure that I painstakingly, uh, chose the right materials and stuff and you know what I'm saying right. uh, as well as you know developing something good that we could all talk about that's close to all of us again so what's up is black love major topics or major problems in the church 646-595-3402 uh, that's some stuff that's been going on in, in, in the church that's been kind of alarming and kind of kind of crazy that's going on you know, we got, you know, right. um, on just a moment, we got another visitor in the house. 206, my main man from the Emerald City, Sugar Ray, welcome aboard. 
Yo, what's going on, my man? Hey, man, we're talking that black love again tonight, you know what I'm saying? Trying to deal with some of the major problems that we've got going on in, in our churches and stuff because, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that don't feel that, uh, you know, the church is doing all it can to kind of resolve some of the problems. But, you know, we like I told the other panel, this isn't a passion session, but more of an information uh, session and trying to, you know, kind of gain, you know, what's what's going on so far as, you know, the the overall thing with the church. So, of course, it's 100, so everybody gets a chance to give a, a real, uh, you know, feel for what's going on and everything. And uh, that's what we're covering tonight is, is, is the churches. I'm going to read a little something here from the Tuckum Daily. It says, the majority of African Americans believe in God. A large number of independent denominational, uh, denominational churches spread across the United States suggest that many of these believers spend time on Sunday morning recognizing and worshiping God. This is a common story of the African American black churches shaping private attitudes and practices of faith of the faithful. Few debate the narrative that the more controversial and less easily captured, however, is the public the, uh, public profile of churches. He said, I don't mean the private indiscretions of ministries and members that made public, nor do I mean the efforts of the evangelized beyond the walls of the given church building instead, and I have a mind involved in the black churches and public issues and black churches attempting to influence the markers of the collective secular life. And from, and from that table, we're going to go ahead and dive on into ours. Um, some major things have been going on in the churches lately, man, that people have been kind of pointing out to us. And, um, you know what I'm saying, that there's one instance, for example, where uh, there's a preacher named Dr. Leroy Thompson, you know, out of, out of one of our uh, southern churches that is basically boasting about a $16,000 dog that he has and that and, and boasting about the prosperity of his children and, and you know, bragging about his, his uh, you know, daughter's, you know, $40,000 Mercedes-Benz and, just a, just a lot of stuff, and I don't know, maybe it's me, but I don't think that that's something that maybe um, a preacher ought to be really talking about when he's, you know, preaching the gospel, because everything that I've always been talking about the church, um, I guess the minister, we kind of expect him, expect him to speak more of, you know, God and, and, and of Jesus and the works of, of things of, of that nature, and, and the fact that, you know, the humbleness and the meekness uh, of the believers in the church, and and it just kind of struck me as kind of odd, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I just don't think there's a, a route that he should take. What do you think about that, uh, Terry? Well, that doesn't sound like it's coming from God at all. That sounds more of the world. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that just, that just doesn't sound right. Like coming out of out of a preacher, you know, I don't, I don't think his job is to come there and brag on 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 things that he has and uh, and, and stuff that he's accumulating. I think he's supposed to speak on something else. Uh, what do you what do you think about that, uh, uh, Sugar Ray? Well, you know, the guys, man, it's it's um, it's, it's it's real sick to me, you know. I mean, first of all, I think it's I think I think the whole situation is sick. I I think a lot of Jews when you get to the point of talking about 
materialistic things and things you have uh, achieved in front of a uh, a bunch of poor people. You 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 raising the bar and you telling them that hey I'm blessed and you need to be like me. You know it's it's, it's, it's he's he's but see but the, he doesn't but what but what those people don't do don't understand is though is that he is like everybody else. I mean every uh, I guess I would say guy in a high position he's a puppet. You know I mean a lot of people don't know man that a lot of churches man are are government funded. You know, a lot of people don't know that. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, I think it was, well, I think it was in March, man, March 2006 or something like that. March 7, it was like that, right now. First part of March in 2006. I mean, the Bush administration they passed a law, man, that that you know that uh, that these churches, as, you know, as an executive order, that churches become, you know, they government agencies. You know, so if you know what the government done for black people, what have they been doing those over years? They have been funded. So he basically is the guy who's basically a spokesperson for a, a bigger agency than where he's at. And and the thing about it is that these guys will do anything for money. They'll do anything. So, so you know, when he's talking about a $16,000 dog and, and all that kind of stuff like that, that's nonsense. I mean, the thing about it is, man, is that the whole entire uh, situation with the church thing is, it's a huge problem in the community, man, because people don't understand what the hell they're preaching for, and they don't understand what they they don't understand. They don't know what they're going to church for. They don't know what they're praying to. They're just praying and trying to have something. And, and anything materialistic is 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 uh is is a is a huge gain for them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's 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 very sickening, man. But that's what I believe. It's it, that guys are just basically. Showing off, passing, basically saying what I have and what I, what what's going on with me. And if you don't have this, you're not blessed. I'm blessed. You know, you need to get this level to be blessed. It's, it's sickening, man. I mean, it goes on and on forever, man, with these Chicken George and Pastor uh, Hotlink talking all these crazy nonsense noise. So that's my thoughts on that, man. Well, let me let me do something here real quick. A piece of the excerpt from what this gentleman was saying, uh, you know, about this dog, and, and, and I mean, it, I mean, it, this thing really kind of kind of threw me off. And like I said before, I, I just thought I'd share it with you. His name is Dr. Uh, Leroy Thompson, and I'm going to play just a piece of it. And it starts right off the bat with this guy going so far afield and sideways from what I feel he should be. Uh, standing there and representing with the church, because like I said, a lot of us don't have his same uh, zealousness for the material, because that's not why we go to the house of worship. Here's this, this gentleman speaking. I want, I want y'all to know everybody on my church. Everybody. In my town, everybody knows my church. Everybody. I told the child of my city. I told the child of my city. 23 years old, still living here. I'm a I just told my boy a new lecture. Lecture. My new boy, he's talking convertible. He's 17 years old. He got a new convertible. 
know my church. He said, I increase you more and more. You ain't in that church. We're not here because we got a different spirit. We got the Holy Ghost. Uh huh. We got healing. Now we got to have some money. Your healing was yet a little attention. But and nothing's gonna get attention like this. Money gonna get quiet. He's worried for understand money, money when we get our money, they come in. If you want your love one pay, let the Lord trust for you. They gonna understand when you start walking in money. In money and walking in the blessing of God. Hey! You want your family to say, get your money. That's going to come an anointing in there tonight. That's going to grab you like you've never been grabbed before. And shake every ounce of poverty out of you. And you'll never be broke about the Now, I don't know if you heard all of that. But this guy a, is Pastor, that's, pastor, that's Pastor Hot Dog right there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, man. You know, you don't. They're not going to notice your blessing. They're not going to notice your anointing, but they're going to notice your money. I mean, I mean, what do you what, what do you guys think about that when you hear that? I mean, I mean, is this is this guy actually? I mean, is this guy actually serious? You, you won't. They won't notice your blessing. They won't care about your anointing. But they're gonna, they're gonna notice your money. You know, I want everybody to, to pray for money. You know, be let, let let's be seen for all the material stuff that we got. That just sounds very, very kind of out there, very, very, you know, far fetched. Well, I mean, hey, hey, can I say a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, you go back, you know. You had preachers like this in the past, you know, Reverend Ike. Everybody remembers Reverend Ike. Reverend Ike was basically, you know, preaching about prosperity. You know, you have, you know, certain angles in the game. You know, and pro- you know, people look upon prosperity as something kind of negative, you know. When you start talking money and prosperity and, and things, people tend to, you know, have a negative connotation towards those types of, uh, um, you know, Speeches and whatnot. I mean, Ike didn't. You know, Ike had a pretty good following. Reverend Ike. You know, I I went on YouTube and not long ago last year and and, and drummed up some of Reverend Ike's uh, uh, you know um, speeches and some of his uh, sermons and whatnot. Just you know, trying to you see you know you know because I remember my mom you know speaking you know kind of negatively about Ike and his preaching about money and prosperity so i i kind of wanted to open up the can of worms for myself and actually see you know you know what you know what was Ike really doing cuz i was a kid you know i i didn't really understand what he was preaching about so i go on you know find some of Ike's sermons and he's you know preaching about money and getting money and you know prosperity man and i i kind of resonated with it I was kind of like, yeah, you know, we, we, you know, you know, trying to figure, you know, everybody else is just getting money, you know, in this country, you know, you, you, people coming out of other countries, man, getting here, getting money, getting a good life, and, you know, but we ain't getting no money, and we ain't getting no good life, you know. We got a negative, you know, you know, it, you know, viewpoint when it comes to people that have prosperity. Why? 
why? Why can't we accept the fact that, you know, people making it, you know? And if you're making it, well, you do want to talk about it. You do want to tell people that you got it going on. You know, that's the whole point of making it. You know, you want to talk about it. What's the point of having something and you can't, you know, share that? You know, I mean, you know, maybe you can give another person, you know, a, a feeling of, uh, oh, I could get something too. That's the whole point of this country. What you in America for? If you don't want nothing, take your ass to a third world country somewhere and struggle for real. Quit coming up in here. You know, this America's about you know free free enterprise. It's about getting money here. It's about starting businesses, man. It's about getting a piece of this pie. If you ain't about that, then you ain't about embracing this American experience, man. You know, you there's too many black people. I think, man, they still stuck up in this past. You know, with this Jim Crow attitude, with this, you know, this Willie Lynch attitude. You know, I can, everybody else will get something, but I can't get nothing. And then when I see my fellow brother getting something, I, I can't handle that. Whether you're a preacher, I don't give a damn if you're a preacher, a lawyer, a doctor. You know, the damn doesn't difference doesn't make what his, 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 uh, his uh, you know, uh, his title is. doesn't matter. We're in America. America's about getting money and free enterprise. Why not take advantage of that? Everybody else is. I, I feel you on that. But should a preacher be coming to a church and bragging about what he has and what his children and his family has? Well, I think that's in the uh, in the ears of the beholder. You can, one person may take it as bragging, and the next person may not. It's just all in how you receive it, the information and how it's coming across to you. You one person may receive it is differently than the next person. If you can't, well, let me let me let me interject okay. right quick. You know, let me say this to you, man. That that right there is okay. What I said earlier, man. That guy, that prosperity and and the stuff that people are doing. This is this is now business. This is what they do. This is a showcase. This is a situation that not really. It's a it's a show, and, and and you use the situation of of church as a means of people coming in. It's a business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, it is a business, a nonprofit and, and, business, basically. Yeah, but see, but but that doesn't make it right, though. That doesn't make well, it right. Well, hell, I because, mean, you know, I mean, then if you get into you know the essence of right and wrong, I mean, that goes on all levels, man. I mean, well, damn, yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly, like exactly. I mean, you know, on any level. On, on every level you do, you do, you're right about that. But see, what I'm trying to say is, though, is that the problem, though, is that, you know, we, we, you, you, you go off and you're saying this and you're saying that. You're misleading and misguiding people, basically, from what's really going on. And what's really going on is that when you talk about, I don't know, we always seem to take shots at each other. So, well, I got mine. Why you can't get yours? Well, brother, the reason why is that it's not situation. It's not. It's it's, it's more to it than just that. Because that mentality, I get mine, you get yours. That's really of a slave mentality. That's really kind of like, like, uh, fuck you. I'm gonna get my stuff. You gotta get yours. You gotta get together. But then, as a whole, the people we just drown as a whole. The people are just getting fucked up and getting dogged and getting dumped on. And that Jim Crow stuff, it ain't old. It's still going down today. You know, we just talked yeah, minutes ago. And it's, so it's so right now what's going on right now right now is no different from what it was going on back in the past. No different. Only thing different from today to from past from the past is now we can spend our money with the dumbest society. Now 
we can spend our money with. Back in the day, we could. But see, at the same time, we spend our money, but we don't own shit. We don't own no well, industry. Back, well, okay, but you say we, we back in the day, we couldn't spend our money with them. Then, you know, now the only thing that's changed that we can spend our money with them. Well, why spend your money with them? Why don't you spend it with your well, own folks? Well, you know what? Where, where, where do we spend our money at, though? What, what do we own to spend our money on? I mean, what do we own? We don't own no type of industry well, to spend our money. I mean, I mean, that's our fault. That's our fault. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. I think that's well. Back you can Okay. Well, back in the, there was a period there where you know, pe- black people were having a little bit of prosperity. And I ain't saying that you know, there's devi- decisive ways, divisive ways that they can come in and strip you of your wealth and whatnot, but I'm saying if you're smart enough, you're able to negate these devices and stuff and, and hold on to your wealth and, and keep that money in the community. Other people do. If they're able well, to, but, to, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. We, we don't, keep our money okay. in our community. Well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, man, you know, it's, when you say community, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't really, me personally, I don't think there is a black community. That's my personal honest that's opinion. The, that's where the problem is then. What, but People need to but, start but, understanding but, what community is. In the, but, first, you got to have a community. and you know, First, you got to understand the value of community. Once you understand what the value of community is, then you can start to create a community. And then as you well, create that's a community, you have so to keep the community that, together. But we can't do that, that until we can we, just do we, that. No, we, the, the problem is the reason why we can't do this is because we got these guys, these so have these so-called pastors right now, who are doing this, what they're doing right now. They're not talking community. The community start with they See, they're getting, they create the community while they're getting everybody together, but what they're talking about is the goddamn dog. I mean, talking about, about BMW. So they're not selling the community. They're they not talking community. They're talking about what I got. So you need to get your money. See, that right there, is, that's a fucked up well, mentality because well, he can create. Well, well, everybody knows the essence of a church is you donate to the church. You give to your church. You know what I'm saying? You donate your time for your church. You give money for your church. You support your church. That's the whole essence of a church. If you're in the business of having a church, then that's the way a church runs. If you ain't but in the business of having church, a church, but what, then it's all right. But, the church, but, but, but what happens when the church wants to donate to you? I mean, donate to the community. What I'm trying to say that's is this. That's not the way the world it, it should. In essence, I mean, you know, if, well, you know that's there's what, members that's that have saying. hardship and people that come along and have hardship, they should be able to go to the, to the to the you know, the head of the church and whatnot or whoever, the administration of the church, and say, look, I'm having a hardship. Can I get some favor? And they should should be given back to the community in different ways, such as, you know, uh, uh, programs for the community, children, you know, outreach programs, what have you, drug programs if needed, you know, uh, parental programs, you know, marriage programs, these types of things. This is what they're supposed to be given back. You know, let's keep it real at the same time, though. If a, if a preacher's not working, right, or, or something like that, what is he doing with a BMW and a Cadillac? I mean, if a parishioner well, gave him money, the preacher is getting money, right, for the, and it's supposed to be for the food banks, and it's supposed to be for the, you know, for the charitable things like, like the stuff like you guys are talking about, for the money and stuff like that. He ain't working because the church that my woman belongs to, uh, their minister works. 
And so he's able to create a regular income. If he, you know, gets a nice ride or does something like that, that's one thing. But if you get some of these preachers out here, like, like when we was growing up, you have, saw a lot of preachers out there that didn't have job one, but every two years they had a brand-new Cadillac. I think that's a special problem. You know, I, I'm, I'm over here, you know, my the, the bishop of my church, he, he, he worked and he retired from, you know, um, Providence Hospital as head of uh, – Head of the security uh, department and whatnot, and he tried to be a right. cop at one time, you know. So he worked, and you know, he took over the church from his dad and stuff, you know. So you know, right. it, you know, there's different scenarios for different churches, I would say. You know, if but the church is any good, let me ask a question though: If you do not have a job and you're a preacher or, or a minister or a pastor or whatever they they call you, and you're not working. Should you be popping up with a brand new Cadillac every two years? If your if your ministry you know supports you having those things, yeah, I see nothing <laughs> wrong with it. If he if he's putting it down in his ministry and his ministry is supporting the people in this ministry are supporting him to have good things in life, why not? No man. Humble man, 
and and very happy to be under him, you know, learning and growing as he learns and grows with God's guidance. So, you know, you have to say, who's guiding these ministers? Is it God or is it the world? And honestly, it's sounding like the world. Well, okay, Bev, go ahead. Just a second, Trent. Just go ahead and jump in there on that. What are you thinking about that? Well, good evening, everybody. Um, my thought is, like, you know, at, at you know, my church, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, and at our church, I ministered, you know, even when they retire or they're working, all the money does not go to them. They do get a small amount of money, but, you know, once you give tithes in a church, it goes to the church itself to fund it, to get it function and operational. Because, you know, they're not a profit organization. They need there the money go. to help run that church. And, and for them to be buying Cadillacs and having, you make a payment, house payments and all that other stuff, yeah. that's not the way yeah. it's supposed to be in a church. They're not going to be getting rich off the church. I, I actually, I work for a church, so I live off of a church. I work for a church at a school. So I'm living my, I make my living serving at a church. So it is important that they have some money because if they didn't, I wouldn't be eating. I wouldn't be on this talk show because I wouldn't be able to afford the cell phone to connect into your show. Mm. So, yeah, I want them to make some money, and I want them to spend some money with me so I can eat and live. And in return, I can serve them and give them the services that I render. Oh, yeah. And I want this church to continue. Okay. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with it. Go ahead, Sugar Ray. Get get your thought in, then I'm coming back in after that. Go ahead. Well, one of my thing is this, man. When it comes to the church, there are some groups that are doing some stuff for the for, for black people. Cause I'm not going to say community because I, I have an issue with that. But what I'm trying to say is, is those when they get together, that is a community when they get together. But when they, he does a lot for them. But what my problem is, though, is that, you know, there are some good guys, there are some humble guys, and there are some real lawyer good men that go to church. And there are some guys that are pastors that are doing that. But the most successful ones that are making big, major money, you know, that have more influence are guys who are not really doing uh, the right. Well, I'm saying like the guy we just talked about, the guy you just – you just post him. I mean, he's playing. He's not doing about right. You know, uh, I mean, it's a few guys. Like, they got Carlton uh, Peterson. Well, he, he doesn't talk about much. All he always talks about is uh, he talks about gay rights and all that kind of stuff. He never talks anything about, you know, uh, killings and things, uh, helping the community or doing things as far as helping black people, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you go to the situation like T.D. Jakes, they make big money. They make huge money. They got crazy churches. And the thing about it, People say, well, yeah, yeah, I want, them, they, I want them to have it. I want them to get that. But you got to understand something. You know, where does that money come from? Because it's not coming directly from the ties. I mean, it, it, it's, these are what I try to tell people, man, that it's a lot deeper than what you think it is. You know, I mean, there was a group, man, um, of people. I forgot, the, I forgot the name of the people, man, but it was just back in 2009, man, in July, something like that. They had a... a, a, a a stat that came out that like four hundred twenty billion dollars, man, ties and 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 and, um, and stuff that was given to churches since nineteen eighty is how much they tally up. I mean, it's about four hundred twenty billion dollars, man, in ties and so like that, donations and things. And what I'm trying to say is, man, is that 
that's back in 2009. This is 2014 now, so the numbers is a lot more. What I'm trying to say is, though, is that there's a lot of churches going on, man, but you have to understand, man, that there's a law that passed also, man, an executive order, man, about the status of these, of these churches. So when you go to church, man, please, ask your, ask your pastor or anybody, what's, your, what's the government's, what's the status of your church? Is it 501c3? Ask them their status. He's up that status, and that's a government agency he's working for because they can come to your church in hell. They can use your church wherever they want to. They can turn your pastor to a goddamn spot if they want to because they're working for the government now. So those funds that come in, it's not so much black people because black people don't have that much money. So when you say, where, are these money, where are all this money coming from? Well, you got to think deeply, bro. These are government agencies that are going to these churches. And I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying all of them. What I'm saying you might want to talk to your pastor and find out who you're going to church for and who uh, who he's working for. Just uh, I'm telling you, this is this conversation is is extremely deep. It's it's extreme, extremely useful, and, and I'm telling you, it's 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 heavy weighted. Myself personally, though, you know, I still have a few uh, misgivings about. You know the, the the preacher man out there. Uh, you know what I'm saying with that with that. You know talking about you know the the material wealth and stuff. And, and look what he got. Look, my son's got this fifty thousand dollar ride. My daughter's got a you know Mercedes Benz. This that and third. And I understand where, like you said, you know it's it's one of those kind of beautiful things where you know uh, this is America. So you made some real good points there. You know this is. Um, you know, uh, a, a, a capitalistic society that we live in. But in, in my opinion, and I and I, and I respect everybody's opinion on the phone because you all said the right things. There are truly, really no wrong answers to what anyone has said. Now, that's a beautiful thing. That's rare and it's beautiful. But I just think that when, because the Bible speaks so much of being meek and being humble and being, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, you know loving of God, but at the same time having uh, humility, I think that that's something that's a lot greater than letting everyone know what your financial status is. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. Like love, major problems in our churches. We'll be back in just a moment. So the true definition of a man was to never cry, work till you're tired, got to provide, always be the rock for my fam, protect them by all means, and give you the things that you need, baby, our relationship is suffering, trying to give you what I never had, say I don't know how to love you, babe, well life ain't show me the way, I keep my feelings deep inside, I channel them with my pride, I, I'm trying Desperately, baby, just Be work with me Show me the way to surrender my heart Nothing 
be strong Never let them think you care at all Let no one get close to me Before you and me I done shared things with you girl about my past That I'd never tell to anyone else Just keep it to myself Girl, I know I lack affection And expressing my feelings It took me a minute to come and admit this But see, I'm really trying to change now Wanna love you better, show me how I'm trying desperately, baby Please work on me Show me the way to surrender
the, you know, when you start getting into religious beliefs and the Bible and everything, mm-hmm. it always says, you know, judge ye not, you know. You can't go judge it. I mean, it ain't for us to judge it because the ones you think ain't going to heaven going to go, and some of the ones you think is going to heaven ain't going to go. So, you know, it's not really up to us. You know, it's up to what the, the, the you know, God thinks and, and judges in a person's heart and with their deeds. Not us to discern. Well, my thing is, I want everybody, when you go to church, man, you know, ask anybody, a pastor or whoever in your church, ask them not to, you know, I mean, it's your church. Ask you, is your church, is it holding a 5013, I mean, C3 status? You know, I want you to well, kind of like. Well, I, you know, I work at a church, but I don't, I don't, I'm not a member of a church. I don't go to church. I, you know, I practice my religion on my own, you know what I'm saying? I grew up in a church and whatnot, but. I don't go to church now. I work at a church because that's my occupation. Other than that, I wouldn't have no reason to go to church because I don't go to church. Okay, that's good. That's good. I just, I just, but I just put that out there, man, because I just want people to understand, man, that you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a business, man. You, 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 right now, I mean, it's a serious business, and it's crazy. It's yeah, it is. Yeah, you got to go and get a license to preach about, you know, preach. And it, I feel like you, I feel like this, man. If you have to go and get a license to do anything and such as that, I just feel like it's it's just ain't right. It's, it, it, I just feel it's like it feels kind of like wow, you really? How you gotta do that? I mean, because I mean, there's people that have other religions, man. Don't even have to go through all this. I mean, real religion or whatever, or real practices, you don't have to have no license or anything like that. I just feel like, like you said, you're doing it on your own, and that's 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 good. That's what it's supposed to do. But people that don't know that. They find themselves to go to church and they basically giving all their time, energy, money, and everything, and they raising everybody into something, and they don't know what they really are praying to or what they're praying for. It's all materialistic type things that they can possibly do on their own self, and the people don't understand that. And I can go on forever with it, man, but I just want to share that information. Right. Like I, like I said, this is this is good stuff to get info. And good input for my panel tonight, because like I said, you know, you guys, you guys get it in real good. And like I said before, you know, the, the ladies have chimed in. And like I said, it's, it's always good to, to have these discussions. And, and you're right. We're not let – me, let me just reiterate what I said earlier. We're not here in the bashing business tonight. Like I said, this is church and, and house of worship. And, of course, we all give respects to that, you know, no matter what your persuasion is, you know, Christian, Muslim, uh, you know, Judaism, Buddhism, whatever it is, we we all respect, you know, whatever your perspective is, as long as you believe in God and loving God. And we're not here to, to, to judge anybody, but it's always good to get uh, everyone's perspective on how they feel about these things because they are important. Now we're gonna we're gonna switch up a little bit and um, look. I'm gonna ask this question, then I'm gonna get into the to the, to the topics. In your opinion, and like I said, everyone can chime in on this one, beyond God, right, um, you know, where do we go and where do we turn forth to direction when our our, our um, leaders stray? And I know the, the, the obvious answer, of course, is to, to pray to God, to pray for them because, you know, they're human beings first and, and, and uh, whatever their titles are second. But where do we turn to um, for help and, and guidance, you know, on a human level? 
on a human level. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, if there's nobody else on the pack on that, I guess I'll put a little input on it. Uh, I guess I'll say, well, where do we go for guidance on a human level when we need certain uh, spiritual, spiritual uh, is that what you're saying, or? Right, because, you know, sometimes, you know, as a, as a human being, here again, because a human being first, um, you know, our, our people can have slip-ups and, and make mistakes, you know, and, and, and do things. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to be careful because, you know, you, you, you want to, you know, kind of believe in, in, the, in individuals and stuff, but at the same time, you know, if they slip up or, or, or something goes wrong, where else do you turn to? I mean, it, honestly, I don't think that's really any place else you can turn to, you know, for, for God for help. Especially if, if you're if you're a pastor, if you're a minister, uh, makes a, makes a large enough, you know, error uh, in judgment. You know, where else should you turn to in order to to uh, figure out what things are? I mean, you turn to your books, you turn to your, you know, your, your you know elders in your family. There, you know, what I mean, or, you know, where, where else should you go? Well, I think yeah, I think I think it starts. You just said you, you start, you start within your family because the the thing is, man, is that you know, uh, it's you know everything is about um, it's about building and getting and getting a knowledge of who you are and, and and where you from and what you're about. See, my thing about the church and and and, and going there, I don't I don't want to put my I don't want to put my all into you know that little guy. Tell me what's going on. I may listen to some guys and I may find some similarities and find some truth, but I just have an issue with certain things because I look at how, you know, how devastating uh, it has done to black people and for so hard, for so so long. You know, in the church. You know, I don't really go off in the church, man. I just can't do that. I, I have a I have a real big prejudice against that. But my thing is, is that. I basically look for guidance for myself, man, as uh, as building within myself and and, and 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 learning and talking and understanding life and the natural resources of what's going on in this world to be. Because I feel like on earth is heaven and hell, and I feel like the body right now is the is the, is the house of God. That's what I feel. I feel that my body is the temple. You know, everybody, your body, whoever. But my point is, though, is that within yourself, you have to bless and take care of yourself and do by good of your own and to the point where you can absorb that whatever whatever the natural resource, when I say resource, I'm talking about um, the moon, the sun, or whatever around you, all that type of resources to help build you as a person. And you absorb, you, you absorb all that and you uh, basically share that and you basically pass it on to your children, and you can't teach them about the natural things, man, because the thing about because everything else is superficial, man. When it goes down, you talk about church and this and that, everything is man-created. You know, man-created church. I mean, you you mean tell me a guy going to build a church and tell me it's the house of God, and I got to run down there and go pray? No. I'm, I'm, this is the house of God right here. God built this house. You know what I'm saying? So the spirit is in me is where it's, it's the temple right here. It's the spirit that's in me. Isn't you? Isn't everybody like that? You know, we do the right thing. So you basically cleanse yourself and uh, look for look look for thinning that yourself and those sources like that. Think you can be all right, man? Because anything else, man, is always be confusing. 
Anyone else on that? The Bible is our guidebook, and that's where we need to go first. When we start asking our friends and our family, and they're not in the church, that leads to problems. And unfortunately, advice is, is always plentiful, but the wisdom may not be there with it. So when you go to the Word, you get the truth, no matter what, whether you like it or not. It's going to be what it's going to be, the truth. And you don't have to worry about, is that right or is that wrong? Because when you pray and ask God for wisdom, he gives it to you. So when you go to the source and you go to the word, you don't have any doubt about the decisions that you need to make for your life. And you don't have any doubts about the guidance that you need for your life. But when you go to your family and your friends, you don't know what you're going to get. Because, again, it's always somebody's opinion. I, I like that answer too. Anybody else? Okay. Well, the, the reason I I went that route, and and the reason I wanted to go that route is because there's some events that have that has gone on in in the, in the church that has been, you know, quite disturbing, and they they're disturbing enough where, you know, everyone handles emotional situations, spiritual situations, you know, heaven and earth situations. In different ways, and so in saying that, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this: some of these events are kind of, kind of, kind of shaking for you, and, and, and some of these things are, like I said, quite disturbing, you know, to, to folks out there. Um, I mean, we have several different things where sex, not only in the, in the Catholic Church as, as well as the, you know, Christian churches and Methodist churches and Baptist churches that have gone on um, can really shake the foundation of a, of a church and its members, and it can really, you know, cause pause in how you feel about religion and everything else, which is why it's very important that both of those answers were excellent answers, you know, turning, turning to God, turning within yourself, and then turning to the, to the guidebook, which is a very good uh, very good way to, to, to put that very very good advert, very good descriptive way to actually way to uh, describe that. And uh, for instance, we have a situation where we have a 50 year old pastor down in uh, Inglewood, California, a, uh, a Gordon Solomon who allegedly, you know, what I'm saying, sleeps with a with a 14 year old girl and, and has and has sex with him and gets caught. And, of course, you know, his church has to absorb that. Or you have a married pastor, you know, Craig Davis, that has an extramarital affair uh, with females and, worse than anything else, um, doesn't let them know that he's HIV positive. So, therefore, he sits up and has unprotected sex with them and, 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 and crushes their spirit like that woman said that she was you know, wake up in the middle of the night shaking and everything, and basically with HIV, that's like being given, you know, a death sentence. And this this happens with, you know, person that's supposed to be the, the, the most trusted person there is. Or, you know, finally, the situation where mega church leader who took over the uh, 
Great Western Forum when the Lakers moved into their new building, and Eddie Long, who preached for the longest time against homosexual activities, but yet gets uh, found accused and, and convicted of having homosexual sex with, of all things, teenagers. In other words, very ch- children, very impressionable situation. And so these are major, major, major big problems that that can shape the confidence and, 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 and the faith, parishioners, uh, to, to their core. And, and initially I was going to read some of the, or play some of the audio and read some of the stuff, right? I think it's surprising to say without having to go through and do all of that, that these are very, very, very harsh things that happen. So I guess my question off of this would be um, something that severe and something that, that heinous with the HIV and the, and the uh, taking for granted the, the, the uh, severity of these situations um, and on a, and here again, I'm going to base it on a human level because God has his own measuring stick of, of forgiveness as it were, but feel free to, to chime on that as well. What are your feelings so far as being able to forgive and deal with these individuals, and, and how do you feel that they should be dealt with? We know what the ultimate uh, uh, punishment is going to be, being that you are a representative of, of, of God and everything, but what are your thoughts on these situations and scenarios? Can they be forgiven? Can they be saved? And and, and you know, uh, you know, how, how would you go about processing this? If you found that this was your pastor minister. You know, you're not, you're not talking to me because I don't have a pastor or minister. So, anybody else can chime in on that. Well, well, I, I'm just, I'm, well, well, I'm just saying, you know, say, say that 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 was a, a scenario. Okay, then just if you don't have a passion, okay. then just on a, on a human level, I, you know, just give, give some, you, some. I tell you what, let me, let me let me let me answer. I tell you what, this 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 what I this what I feel like, you know. See that that type of that type of activity right there is always going to happen, and it's going to continue to get worse. And the thing about it is. That's because people are parents. They put so much trust into a man that basically is preaching to them. So they basically let him have or do what he wants. Spend time with him. And so what this dude has, he has the opportunity to do what he wants to because mentally he has the control. He has the parents. They give me money. Now they give me the kids. Now I can do what I want to because I am who I am. They believe what I believe. Obviously, he don't believe what he was saying because if he did believe what he was saying, he wouldn't do what he do. But the thing about it is, though, this is going to continue, 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 continue. And this is I have a problem with, man, because people don't know what they're praying to and people don't know what they're doing. I can't. You know, I mean, the Bible has been tampered with for a long time. It's been changed from this and that and that and this. But what I'm trying to say is, though, is that people don't need, people need to understand, man, that these so-called preachers slash pimps, <laughs> they are basically putting out information and they're puppets putting out information to you 
and having you, the blood sucking, believe everything they do. You give them the money, and this guy's coming. He get the money and do whatever he wants to do with it, and he has fun, and he tricks off and has all these materialistic type things. Well, that's fine. That's great. But the guy may be a good guy. He may be right. He may have has the right intention. That's not all of them, but the majority of the ones that are successful, that are making major money, that have the huge churches. Those guys are doing quite well, and this is what you get. So I'm, I'm not surprised by this, but I'm surprised on how it happens over and over and how forgiving and how soft and how thick the black people are in the church. That's what problem I have. And when I say the black people in the church, because I think a lot of people don't understand, man, that you would be a Christian or you would be going to that church or you would be even studying that religion if it wasn't for your slave masters. What do you think about this situation? You know, with some of these severe things that, that happen like this, um, you know, that, that this is something that can kind of, you know, um, depending on who you are and how, how deep you are in the things or just what your spiritual or emotional base is, you know, what would be your take on, on dealing with, it, with these people that go through and have these circumstances that they present for themselves? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what are your thoughts on stuff like that? Are they forgivable or salvageable? I mean, go ahead. Repeat, repeat it again. Well, we have we have we have situations where you know you know preachers are you know less than children. You know what I'm saying? Uh, saying that they stand for certain policies and then violate the you know the public trust with these policies. You know, uh, having extramarital affairs and in, in one case that we know of. A gentleman that uh, you know infects a, 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 a several females with unprotected sex and has HIV and stuff like this, and and, and these are, these are people that are put in the position, the highest positions in the church, for as teachers and pastors and stuff like that, and and, and what have you, and they they, they do these things. Um, how in your mind, beyond as a human being, do you process this and? You know, are these people salvageable? Or, you know, are, are, are they worthy of, of, of forgiveness, you know, in, in your mind? How do you process people that, that do these things and kind of violate people's trust? Demons, man. They got demons, man, you know. That's all you can say, man. You know, the demon that got up in the spirit, you know what I mean? And, you know, you know person trying, you know, you got the demons, man, they up in the church, you know, that's where the front line is, is at the churches, you know, so, you know, you got more demons, you know, you know, battling and warfare up in there than you got anywhere, they ain't worried about going to the club or going to the bar, they already know they got that one handled, you know, they up in the church, man, they, they, you know, at the front door of the church, man, you know, trying to get some spirits up out of there, man, them are the ones they got to work with, you know, work hard for Mm-hmm. You know, they get they. you know, I figure they get their marriage, and, man, they get their stripes when they get one up out of the church than when they get one up out of the club. You know, right? Keep in mind, right? Keep in mind, though, that we're talking about 
the actual clergy and the actual uh, ministers and pastors. Well, hell yeah, they, that's the, the demon. The demon is the actual person. The, the demon and the spirit gets up in the person. And then they become the demons, you know. The demon got to have a host, man. He can't just, you know, be out here doing things. He got to get up at somebody or something and, you know, do it in them. So, you know, he get up in the person, he get up in the preacher, he get up in whoever, man. He can get up in, the, in that church and get to doing his dues, get to influencing that spirit with a demonic, you know, way of being. Be it, you know, lust for money, flesh, whatever. You know, it's a demonic thing. Everybody think it's a person. It's the spirit. This is a spiritual warfare, man. It got nothing to do with us, man. We just pawns and we're the puppets, man, on the string that these demons are working through or these angels are working through to win this war. That's what we're here for. We're here for this spiritual battle, man. We ain't here for nothing else. Okay. Uh, Terry. Well, we've said a lot, but, you know, at the same time, the first thing that should be addressed is the fact that he's a man. And in understanding that he's a man first, um, men fall, especially in in the Christian world or, or in the religious world, they fall. But it doesn't mean that we have to condone their behavior. So having unprotected sex with, you know, um, with AIDS and, and spreading diseases and all that, that, that's a bit much. So I would have to say, well, first of all, we shouldn't be preaching. So that's a misrepresentation of, of God. And then second of all, he should actually be arrested because when you're out there spreading the AIDS virus, you're you're giving everybody a death sentence. And is that right? Is that fair? Well, he he got he got the sentence. He got a sentence. Even though he ended up these these as you as you poetically put him these death sentences. Um. He got only he got twenty years, and, and however he, he was able to negotiate it down because of his submission and confessions, they only gave him ten. And I'm thinking, what kind of doggone, you know what I'm saying? Justice is this supposed to be that a person that has infected several females even has an opportunity to see outside of. Of, uh, of, of a prison uh, again, you know, kind of like these some of these child molesters and stuff. I mean, these people are out here really, I mean, really letting people have it. And the only thing that's happened to them is they smack a wrist or a ten year sentence or a minimal sentence, and and yet they put people uh, in, in such a bad way that. I mean, it goes without saying, man, you give somebody that and, and, and you know that you got it. I mean, that's like, that's just, that's just so far off the, off the map and off the charts. For a guy like me that generally has something to say about some of everything and, 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 and be as creative as possible with it, 
that just kind of takes me so far sideways. That's like, I mean, that's 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 that's, that's just crazy. That's just that's just craziness. Man, what you got on that? You got anything on this one? You know what? It would be hard to forgive a person for doing that because he hurt too many people involved. You know, and I just can't see how anybody can accept anything that he's done. And, you know, he hurts too many people involved. He shouldn't have been preaching in the first place, you know. And for that to go on as long as it did and nobody never said anything at first and now he's getting punished for it, 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 it was wrong. It's wrong in the eyes of God. You know, you shouldn't be spreading your diseases because it's something you choose to do. You don't realize how many lives he's been infected, you know, by going around sleeping around with them different women and not seeing anything. It's wrong. He'll never be forgiven for that because he didn't hurt too many people in the, in the process. Right. Uh, here, here again, when we talk about this other individual, uh, this, this pastor, this uh this uh make sure I get the name right. This 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 Eddie um where are you at here? Eddie uh, this Eddie, Eddie Long. Long. He, you know, he's 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 preaching about, you know, the homosexual thing and how wrong it is and everything and and and, and in general that so far as things go and it's just my own personal opinion, he's he's kind of on point with that one because of the lifestyle and, and the and the fact that, you know, these people have Higher uh, level of percentage of passing on some of these, these uh, unusual diseases that came from God knows only God knows where, and the fact that you know they made a big deal out of it and saying that you know he was expressing homophobic stuff and all this other stuff, which you know that 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 word in itself is is, is is strange in itself because you know you don't have a phobia simply because you don't believe in something that. Once again, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. It's so far, it shouldn't really be, be, be factored in anything. And, and no, cat, I say again, categorically, no, it's not the new blacks who cut it out. Um, my, my thing with that is that, uh, you know, you, you turn around and you preach against this, vehemently against this, all on television over and over again, and yet here you go, you're... Um, Running around and doing this with 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 boys, and then your wife is left in the next Sunday meeting after it's all out and everything, where she has to come and stand in front of the congregation and express sadly how she feels about dealing with this. And on top of that, there's as a likelihood that you know more than not that you know you could have picked up the same stuff that we're talking about with this other fellow, and she has to deal with that. Which is why I don't believe in none of this download behavior and all this other nonsense, which is exactly what it is, a bunch of nonsense. And, and the passing these diseases around and doing this weird stuff. And then on top of it, if you know that you've got this and you roll unprotected, that's just so unconscionable, it's unbelievable. And you really do not need to see the outside world again if it's found that you went from person to person to person doing that. But of course, to say that this individual won't be bitter after 10 years of being locked down or seven years of their behavior, what's to say that it won't come out and just reactivate it? It's really a, a scary and a bad situation. Just but, but let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question, Nils. I'm sorry, I'm going to get you but let me ask you this question. Does, this is the thing I want to know, man. But this was, this is um, this is really big because this it's a lot of stories like this that happened that has not came public. There's a lot. And if you and see, I was I went to church when I was a lot younger. I was raised in the Baptist church, 
And there was a lot of guys that was really soft and sweet, a lot of guys in the choir. I went to my church. A lot of some of them, I mean, really sweet guys. You know, you go down in Louisiana and, 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 and Georgia and all that type of stuff like that. I mean, this is, this is nothing new. But the thing about it is, though, man, is that, is that I always kind of found myself when I was going to church that I just couldn't, I couldn't really get into it. I used to go and sit in a hot car on a Sunday morning, man, Sunday afternoon, I mean, and my mom used to be looking for me, wondering where I was, but me and my brother was in the car. Because we, it was just nothing that grabbed us, man. We just couldn't grasp it. And for some reason, to this day, I, I guess I pretty much understand right now, but what I'm trying to say is, though, is that it's the same old thing, man, and I found out, man, I come to think about it, that it's almost like a social club, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to religion. And it got to the point where it's kind of like blown up to the point where you have a lot of people who come out of religion, uh, I mean out of Christianity or whatever, and those churches, and they do well, and there's some good people in there. But the thing I'm trying to say is, you can say it does a lot for the community, but it, it hurt a lot of, it hurts a lot of community, man. It hurts us bad, black people. It hurts real bad. It hurts black people really bad. And how I say it hurts black people real bad because we don't deal with issues, man. There's some issues, man, that these so-called black leaders don't do nothing, like T.D. Jakes and 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 Clarence and and uh, the Peterson guy and so on and so on like that. I mean, there's so many things that's going on in the world they don't speak on, and and, and they have money. They have money within their church, but they don't do anything for the um, situations in Chicago. There's plenty of stuff going on in Chicago. A lot of killings. All they do is just basically go to church and, and meet on Sunday and bury them on Saturday. But what I'm trying to say is though is that. There's some issues that go on that they do not address. There's some things that go on that that do not. You don't hear that voice. You don't hear nothing about the community doing anything. They're very silent on a lot of issues, and and, and that's a problem right there. And the thing about it is, though, is that if they're getting money and whatever and all that kind of stuff like that, we don't see it, man. I mean, we, I mean, where is it? And at the same time, you know. They're welcoming Donna Sterling. They, they, he come to a black church. I mean, it's a pastor. Welcome him to the church and forgave him. Now, that's sick. That's, that's, that's crazy as hell to me. People say, you know, oh, well, we forgiveness. We're going to speak on that Donald Sterling stuff here in just a little bit as we as we close out on, on this, because this is like a, like a, uh, an hour and a half topic and stuff because we've covered a lot of stuff, like I said, I really don't want to get on that on the deep end of, of taking too much of a baseball bat to such a respectable institution that a few people can take and, and, and do unfortunate uh, and, and unpredictable things and, and, and use it as a hammer. But, you know, just like the love relationships and everything else that we talked about, we have to have dialogue like this because there are people that, that listen to us on a nationwide and global basis that wonder the same things and, and are fighting with their, their constant level things on, you know, and, and their faith on how should they feel with stuff that, when things go wrong. How should they go? Somebody barbecue on. Somebody barbecue on. I got to see you real. Hold on. I got to see you real. back. will be back. But we have to have this dialogue and stuff because, you know, at nightly because, you know, there's a lot of things out here that hit and that affect us in, in, in such a way that it just makes it just makes sense to, 
to talk about it and deal with it because, like I said, God is the most forgiving and most gracious individual that there is. And something Troy said a little while ago before we lost him, and that's that, you know, um, you know, um, we're, we're not in the judging business because the people that we don't think are going to make it, uh, make it, and the ones that, that don't also. But my whole thing is is that it's God's turn, man, whether I go to church or, or go to the mosque. Ooh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really want to. I don't really want to be the one that gets caught up in, um, you know, testing God's power and testing His mercy in such an, an overt way because you just never ever know, um, you know, when it's going to be your turn because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So you don't really want to, you know, continue to test the waters and, and everything and think that everything is good because you could have done something that really angered him once upon a time which either caused you to have a rough life or, or something else and you never know what that particular thing is. So all you can do is, is, is hopefully just pray for these people and, and hope that they find it because if you represented God and you were supposed to be a, a man of the cloth or represent the Lord and supposed to be a man of the cloth or a woman of the cloth and something like this befell you on your watch, then, you know, I, I just wouldn't want to be you when it's time because, you know, he, 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 if you are not have knowledge of what's going on, you know, ignorance of the law, even with, even with uh, the Lord, is no excuse. But if you, you know, had knowledge and knew what time it was and you still do it, uh, then, you know, that's a problem. So we're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this, about some of everything, because unless anybody else has anything else they want to say, let's close out this edition of of, uh, of the Black Love segment. We'll, we'll just talk generally about some things until the time runs up, because I like to get the value of my dollar down to the end. <laughs> Six four six five nine five three four zero two. I'll be right back in a moment. Let me leave you with a little something from our Lady of Grace, Yolanda Adams. Be blessed. Cause it rained on your parade Seems nobody cares about you anyway Now you're living your life like a castaway Search for strength inside Was it all in vain? Cause the deeper you dig You find more and more pain Don't let your tomorrow be like yesterday Cause I'm supposed to God I called out your name And on your behalf
Never walk for nothing You're always satisfied And the peace that His arms will provide He will erase Any guilt or shame Any bad habits you got You won't want to do them again Yes, we all can change I can testify See, I spoke to God I called out your name And on your behalf I demand
you got to think about the things that you can pray for in life, the things that you're thankful for in life. Whether you're in a building or not, you don't have to be inside of a building to, or the, to, to believe in God or pray for God. You can do that in your own home. It's just the fact that he's there and he supports you, and you'd be happy to wake up every day knowing that you are alive because of him. Because that's where you get your strength from. I know that you can wake up every day, you can go to work, you got your health, you got your family, you're able to get up and go to work and take care of your kids and everything. Those are the things you've got to be thankful for. Because, you know, a lot of people don't have those things. And that's where you've got to kind of have faith in that. You've got to have faith in him in order to believe in God that you got, he got your back on those things that you're able to do in life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I agree with that. But let me ask you this question, though. Go ahead. Go ahead, next. Go ahead. What I was just going to say, you know, it sounds to me like what you're saying is, is that um, it seems like the church is elevated. You must have been a member there for a long time, and maybe just maybe they, they, they seem like they kind of forget about help with heritage. Elevate along with them, and maybe they could have maybe done a little bit more to help her too. Being that she was there all that time and everything, you see, she's a you know been there since their inception, and didn't see much that she really benefited you know along with them. And that you know that's 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 a major complaint that a lot of people have so far as it's it's things are going with the church. They feel that given a long time or put in a long time or put in a lot of time or money and effort that somehow, you know, the church shares back. I don't know the exact situation. I've, I've never been down there. I've only come to Louisiana once when I was going to visit her dad down in uh, Bluffs, Mississippi. But I, I kind of understand what you're saying in terms of it just seems like maybe they could have you know, to help them with this. Did she ever ask for any, you know, assistance or anything like that so far as... Uh, well, this, no, this, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me speak on that. This is, this is this is what I'm saying. I'm not a materialistic person, but from a person from the outset of looking at things, you you have to look at you have to look at that unbalance. You have to say, damn, the church is coming up. The people around the church are going down. And it's not just my mom. It's, it's a lot of other people. And what I'm trying to say is, and what I'm saying though is that is that is that I know people say you know you got to pay this and you got to do this, and that's fine. Yeah, that's great. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to you're supposed to be thankful every day. And but who you're supposed to be thankful to? You need to, you need to really look at that too, also. But the thing I'm trying to say is though is that I mean you have to you can't you can't. Exclude you can't excuse that. You have to look at that situation from a person from the outset coming in because I'm coming from up here going down there, and I look at things that they, they, they may be accustomed to because they don't understand things better. So me, from the outset, I come in and look at things, and I be like, hey, this don't look right. This ain't what's going on. So that's what I look at. If I, if I was to go along and just say, well, hey, I'm thankful every day, and be thankful and thankful and thankful, just, I'm, I'm, I'm excusing the issue. I'm not even looking at it. I'm basically saying it's okay. But when I know it's not okay. See, my complaint is not material. My complaint is, is, is my, my, I wouldn't even say complaint. My my statement is is that there's an unbalance. There's a problem right there. 
And you can't camouflage that problem of saying, hey, be thankful for every day and be, and be okay and be forgiveness because you have to look at the situation at hand that there's something. Because if somebody's doing something, somebody should be, both parties should benefit, not one party should benefit. I mean, that's but not what, problem, but, but what you're looking at is material benefit. That material, every blessing that, from God material, is not materialistic. That's, it's not, but see, that's not, this has been the do, see, that's another mis- that's another thing. This is not about God. This is about that church that is basically using God and using the influence of God and getting what they can to build off the people that believe in the people at the church, the leaders of the church. See, this has nothing to do but, with God. Isn't but it? that's not just, that's not necessarily how that works. Sugar Ray, I mean, I, I respect your opinion, but I totally disagree because the Bible tells us that we are supposed to support our church and that we give a tenth of our, our tithes to support our pastor and our church. And that's the way it was stated in the Bible. And that's still true today. But it's up to the church to decide how that money is managed. They have a board of trustees. And it's not just the pastor. It is a board of trustees that the church is set up properly that decides where the money is spent. And actually every member of the church gets to decide and vote on how that money is spent. So, you know, everybody has a say. So with that said, what you do outside of the church with your money is, again, totally up to you. The church can't tell you what to do with your money. And the church is not, trust me, it may look like they're getting away with something or getting rich off of the congregation. They're not. It takes them years to save up that kind of money to make those kinds of changes. And you don't know what debt the church has gone into in order to make those changes to make the building trustworthy for everyone to be in and safe. A lot of churches are in debt, especially small churches are in debt right now, just trying to make the building safe for everyone to be in it at the same time. Well, see, that's what I'm saying, though. That, that see, but see, the reason why that church may be suffering or maybe down like that, see, the thing about it is, though, is that because those churches, man, they go through a lot of situations not knowing what they getting themselves into. I'm serious, they don't. I mean, a lot of them are kind of like, um, they up and starting, but after a while they will grow and they will learn that they need to go ahead and be part of this, uh, of this, excuse me, I'm seeing what I'm doing. I'm doing two different things at one time, sorry. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that my mom, she did a lot of things. A lot of people in that community and that whole entire area, they've done a lot of things. And what I'm saying is their whole life is that church. They put their whole entire life and everything inside that church. That's what they believe in, and that's they, and that's then that's what they love. And I, and I, and I don't never come to my mom. I don't try to knock her because that's what she likes. That's what she does. That's what she practices. And I respect her. That's my mom. But what I'm trying to say is though is that it's a situation that 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 goes on with these pastors and people and boards. And a lot of people down south that they don't really necessarily know how to do anything for 
the the communities and things like that. What I'm not saying, I mean, I'm talking about black people, the, the, the gatherings or the neighborhoods of black people or whatever. They don't know how to do anything. Because that church has grown so much, but I go to my same neighborhood and I go to a few other neighborhoods in that same area, Monroe, Louisiana. Those neighborhoods are like, like they just like they, they just look terrible. They have really have over the years have just fallen apart, just folded. And now, one thing that you do have in all those churches and all those neighborhoods, you do have churches that are standing and they get stronger and stronger. But these people around here don't have nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. And anybody that comes from Louisiana that goes anywhere else, you'll come to realize when you talk to them or when you meet them on how far off they are. It's like, not a knock on them as a person, but it's like how things are totally different. They have a hard time getting up to speed to what's going on up here, you know. I mean, it's 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 really bad. You have to go to different places and see that because it's it's like up here in Washington and down there in Louisiana is totally different. Different. It's totally different. You go around the communities where black people are, or other areas where black people are, it, it looks horrible. It's like, man, what's going on? You got a lot of this, a lot of that going on. But those churches, they look very stout. They look very strong. They look very empowering. But and that's the only thing that's standing in the church in, in that neighborhood that looks good, that looks strong. While everybody else, everybody else is just basically suffering. But they go to church because they are so stressed. They need help. So it, it's it's just one of those things. They are looking for an answer. So they go to the church because they think the church is going to answer it, and the church doesn't answer that. The majority of them doesn't answer. Not in Monroe, Louisiana, they don't answer that because they don't know how. You know, anybody, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, it's, it's a it's a problem. It's going to always be a problem because, I mean, as much as they, they say the church does good, I think they're more bad than they do good, honestly. I honestly. I totally disagree because the church is a place to worship God and to come together as a community and as, as one body and and one body of believers. And that gives everybody hope. The reason God told us to to go to church was so that we would not forsake the fellowship one with another because in worshiping with other members and fellow believers, you find strength. You may not have the answer today, but you might see someone or talk to someone and share something with someone in your congregation that does have an answer, that they've been through something that you're going through. So it always benefits you to go to church and and to be amongst the believers. But but what I'm but okay, you say it's a good place for hope. But we hope we've been hoping for for a long time, hoping for. What I'm trying to say is though is that we go there, we go there, but we're getting the same old thing. We we talk about the same old thing. There's nothing. I mean, it's it's like we're talking about, you know. The, the scriptures in the Bible. A lot of people don't want to hear that because they want to hear they 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 are like, what does that have to do with me today? How is that everything, to me today? Everything. When you well, stop see, and sit down and read the Bible, if you read it and apply it to your life today, there is nothing that you're going through today, right now, that there's not an answer for in the Bible. 
it doesn't have to condition our black people. Yes, it, it does. It, it hasn't changed us at all. It was the same situation. The same I thing totally we doing disagree. Like, same thing we was doing in, 19, in the early 1900s, we're still doing today. It's the same because thing. That's because that's people, but that has nothing to do with what the Bible and the, what the power of the Bible can do for you. But what and it's also, it's also according to how you apply your mind. With a closed mind, you keep doing what you've been doing. You're going to keep getting what you've been getting. But when you open up your mind to receive the word of God, then something new and different can happen for you. You know, what what has it done for us, though? I mean, mean, when I I say us, I'm talking about black people. The condition of black people. A lot, Sugar Ray. A lot. If it was not for, okay, let me just make it personal so maybe I can help you understand and see a different side of what you're trying to say. I do understand what you're saying, but I disagree because it's so broad. When you break it down and make it personal, without the church, I would not have been able to raise my children as a single parent. Without the church, I wouldn't have been able to go to my job on a daily basis and endure the hardships that I had to go through. Without the church, I would not have been able to provide for my children in times of need. Without the church, I would not be a sane person today. Mm -hmm. So the church has done a lot for me and my family. But I kept my mind and my heart open to the church because I believe the word of God to be true. And when when I read the word for myself and I apply it to my life, I am able to see the church as a place of hope and worship. Go ahead, keep talking. Go ahead. Yeah. And with all of that, with all of that being said, it has made a difference. Maybe not for you, and if not for you, then that's very unfortunate. But for a lot of us, that was the only hope that we had when we could find no hope. When our husbands deserted us. When our families forsake us, mothers and fathers turn their backs on us, that church was there. Yeah, okay. Well, let me ask you, okay, that's, 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 that's beautiful. That's great. And, and, that's, and that's, I'm glad to hear that. And that's what, um, that's what, that's what community uh, neighborhood leaders are supposed to do. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about. They're supposed to do that. And the thing, uh, the thing, the thing um, 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 that, that I'm, what I'm talking about is, is um, you know, I'm talking about more like you. You were saying about you and your kids. And that's great. And whatever, whatever situation that you when it comes down to like uh, 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 the family and things like that. I hold on a second. I mean, I'm just talking about as, as a whole as people, though. I'm talking about us as a people. I feel like. That 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 isn't even an issue. That nobody really cares about, um, you know, the condition of our people, what's going on with us, and things like that. That comes to aid to help or not, because a lot of pastors, one thing they do, and I and I, and I commend them helping you out. There's a lot of broken families, and the thing is about it is that if he does, it's a lot of moms and kids going to the church. But the man is always astray. 
he's been doing something else. So what I'm trying to say is it's not really necessarily doing so much for all of us. And there may be some couples that are together, but what I'm trying to say is, though, is that you are one of so many that it has not reached. And there's a lot of people who, who don't even acknowledge it, who don't, who don't have no, no even want to hear it because they feel like it doesn't do anything for me because I'm having issues that this cannot deal with me about. That's a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of cats, man. We, for you, that's it works for you. But what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of men and women who don't want to go that route because they feel like it doesn't do anything for them. And but that's what you do. call a closed mind, and a closed mind it's not, it's is not, it's, never going to be receptive to something not new closed, and different. It's not a closed mind. It's not a closed yes, mind. Yes, because, you've, because you're you're saying that the decision's already been made that there is nothing the church can do for them. Well, if you've got no. that kind of mindset, then that's a closed mind. Let me ask you're you not giving the church an opportunity. And you said so yourself that you don't even go to church. No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, no. well, start with yourself. But I'm, I'm better without it. But what I'm trying to say is, though, is that if I was to do that, what, what, what would I get out of that? I mean, what will it do for me? Because I have a belief of something totally different. Because the thing about it, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not a Christian. I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be part of something that's not part of me. Because the thing about it, I feel like right now it's all about something different. If you go to church, I feel like it's a showcase. It's not really necessarily applied to anything about me. And at the same time, the scriptures and everything like that's in there and everything that's this image is showing is nothing reflective of what it really is. So the whole situation is not really real to me. So I cannot, I cannot believe in that. I can't put faith on that because as a little boy growing up, that's what I knew growing up. So as I got older to the point of controlling who I am and doing what I want to do, I refuse to go. I refuse to go back to that because when I was coming up, I saw the hypocrisy of what I was talking about, what's going on. And before that, I had grandfathers and my dad and so many people who had issues, and every man in my family, as I was going along, had issues with that. And I wonder why. Why is that? Well, the reason why they have problems is because I know what it is. I know what it is. And it's because it's a situation that's been passed to me through them. They had a problem because they felt like the situation was not for them. It was just something that we as a people just grasped because we had we needed hope. Is that what you were saying? Hope. Hope for I don't know. But the thing about it, they had a situation that came out in the news. Of, I mean, no, came out that that uh, 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 the guys, I mean, he's a, one of the guys, I forgot his name. He's one of the guys who's over all the religions and everything, Christianity or whatever. That was thing came out and said, Jesus is not going to come back. And the funny thing about it, I have to look that up, but the thing about it is, that's not even big news. But the thing about it is, though, is people don't even know to acknowledge that. they just like, whatever, you know. But I just think there's so many hypocrisies in it that the people do not understand. They pray, they pray, they pray, they pray. And it's a spiritual thing that it feels good and it's great and it's, all, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But what I'm trying to say is, though, it's, it's also a situation that really, really hurts people because we always end up forgiving we always into the, 
the uh, uh, situation of forgiving, like the situation with Donald Sterling, going back to the school, to this church, as an example. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's something in the, in the Bible says uh, forgive uh, him because of he doesn't, he does not know what he's doing or what, something like that. I forgot how it goes. But what I'm trying to say is though is that he knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for a long, long time. He knows what he's doing. But we forgive, we let this, we let this go in, we let, we let it go by paths, and we just keep it moving. And we pray for forgiveness. But the thing about it, we don't do anything as for us as a people to build things as far as establishing things and, and uh, trying to have things as a community. We have leaders, church preachers and pastors and leaders, but are they out there trying to do anything to stop uh, the so-called things going on with these killings and so on in Chicago and stuff like that or? If it's a problem of a man and a wife, have some kind of counseling or anything like that, or are they do they do they really 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 get down to other other problem? You know, I mean, I just feel like do they just talk, put on a show, collect money, take guys, and then do all that? I mean, what I'm trying to say is though is that it's good, but economically we are still still what we were so many years back, and through this church. Is one of the reasons why. Uh, I don't in any shape, form, or fashion agree with you. So I'm going to agree to disagree because you've touched on so many subjects and you're looking for answers, but I do know that the true hope and answers come from God, not in what man is doing or saying or believing. So, you know, you'll have to deal with everything on your own because, Obviously, there's nothing I can say that makes you want to even embrace the idea of reading the Bible for yourself and finding out what God has to say about any of that. Well, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. And this one I want to ask you, okay? And I'm going to ask you that. And, uh, okay, Jesus, that, 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 <laughs> the image of God. What is your image of God? What is, is there an image of God in your church? Or do you have an image of God in your house? What is your image of God? No, I don't. In either place. Okay, do you, okay good. Do you have any type of say-so about um, how he looks? Or, and that, does that factor in? Or do you know anything about You can go right to the Bible and, and read the description that was given of God. I'm it says that he has... I know what it is. I'm telling I know you what, what I said. Well, I know, but I, I know what that is. This is not a quiz, Sugar Ray. Either you want to hear know. what I have to say or you don't. Now, I want to get straight to the point. I My image of God is what the Bible says. It says that he has hair like sheep's wool. His skin is the color of bronze. Have you read the Bible? I know about that part, but I'm asking you, okay, what does that tell you? It tells well, me that God is a man of color. Okay. Why is it, okay, if he's a man of color, then why is it the figure of shown of a different guy? I mean, why is that image shown all the time? Why would I have the answer to that? I can't help what other, other people believe. I can't help what you believe. I'm just saying, I'm just asking I'm not in charge of anyone's mind. I'm just asking So I couldn't tell you why the image of God is made to appear as a Caucasian man. But I would have to say, 
at this time that growing up, that's the image that they wanted us to believe was, was Jesus Christ. But I learned from reading the Bible for myself that that's not what God looks like. That's not what Jesus looks like. So I'm not worried about what man thinks. I'm not caught up in the world because this place is not even my home. Okay. So I'm not worried about that. You know what? You, okay, you, okay, I like the way, I like your answers. You okay. You definitely okay. I like your answers. I like the way you said and what you're talking, and that's that's fine. I have my 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 argument is not with you. My argument is basically dealing with the uh, with masses of people around here that I see and a lot of people I deal with. It's not even uh, not with you. Based off what you were saying, that you when you said man does not, when you said man, that that solidified the whole deal. You have your own ideology and your own belief, so that's fine. But you understand, you you base it off what the Bible has, and you basically, I, I get it, I get it. So it's cool. I have no problem with that. Okay. Well, it, 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 that call has dropped, but, you know, this was a, a, another uh, fabulous work session we had tonight. You know, I'm sure that you know, in the interim, by the time it's all set and done and over with, you know what I'm saying, we'll be, you know, going back over this again because it's a that's, that's a subject that you can just cover in one night. You know, it's it's an emotionally charged type of type of uh, type of deal with that, and uh, you know, we're gonna make that change and we're gonna make this thing happen. Sugar Ray, go ahead and deliver the, the, the deal. I want to thank you folks out there at six five. Uh, sorry, six four six five nine five three four zero six for dropping in with us tonight on this session of Black Love, the, the troubles in our churches. And um, here again, it's, it's been another blessed night and another, you know, wonderful show. Should we go ahead and, and uh, deliver the invocation for us on on the uh, on the monitor? Can I say one thing before you shut down? Sure. Can I say one thing? Uh, we're the only country in the United States that shows a white man as is as Jesus Christ. Everybody else around the world show him as a black person or dark skin. We're the only country in the world, and I don't know why they choose to be that way, but that's the way it is in this country, and that's where a lot of the issues come in with what color he really is. But coming up in October of this year, there's going to be a, a black Bible movie where the black characters are actually playing the roles that's supposed to be in the Bible. So we all could be looking forward to that one coming up in October, the real Bible with real yeah. black people. That's what's up. Yes. Hello. Coming that's in October. Yep. And, uh, yeah, also I'm going to end it off nails, and also, man, June 26th, and select the eight of Hidden Colors. Hidden Colors 3, check that out. It'll be on DVD sometime in July. I want everybody to tune in every few days. We do our thing. My man, Flossy Jeezy, and all the callers. Thanks for calling in. Uh, the number is 646-595-3402. It's been great. And I want you guys to understand the revolution is not an event. It's a process. Enjoy. There it is right there. 
I certainly appreciate, you know, everybody attending tonight. And I want to thank you once again, like I always do. Say God bless you. Tonight there is a replay of this that will probably be out within an hour or so. If you want to go back to and check anything, make comments or downloads, you know, once again, you can go to Blog Talk Radio under the name Flossie Jeezy. We have a list of great shows that we've done. And Sugar Ray, as always, it's been a pleasure working with you, my man. I'm going to take us home with the wine and say, Teddy Riley, because it is definitely time for us to make that change. God bless and good night.